कृष्णमृषेत प्राणोपीयाशुभि प्रस्तहे तस्का सेवको वाणिका a strong desire to acquire money bisrijit can give up pranavo then life api indeed yeah which ipsita more desire yam which krinati tries to acquire ashubi with his own life वेरी डिया तस्कारा अ थीफ सेवका अ प्रोफेशनल सेवेंट वानिक अ मैचेंट ट्रांसलेशन एम्पर्पट बाशिल प्रोपाद की ट्रांसलेशन मनी इज सो डिया दैट वन कॉन्सिव्स ऑफ मनी एज बींग स्वीटर देन हनी therefore one who gives up the desire to accumulate money especially in household life therefore who can give the desire to accumulate money especially in household life thieves professional servants soldiers and merchants try to acquire more money by raising their risking their very dear life peppered bashila proper i'm going to go through the peppered and i'm going to comment as we go along peppered how money can be dearer than life is indeed indicated in this verse how money can be dearer than life thieves may enter the house of a rich man to steal money at the risk of their life because of trespassing they may be killed by guns or attacked by watch dogs but still they try to commit burglary why do they risk their life only to get some money money is very powerful thing i was listening to his holiness tamal krishna maharaj and he was quoting that of all the thing that is most difficult to part with so if somebody is giving charity there is different types of charity the most difficult thing to give is money and if you really look at it in our especially now in this current world the whole world is revolved around money and i was reading this verse and i was thinking you know i woke late at night i finish at 10 o'clock it's not that bad people finish at 3:30 in the morning they start at 3:30 in the morning you know 12 hour shifts what for just for little bit of money you know people going and steal into houses you know there's so much risk the watch dogs there you know especially in places like america where guns are allowed you know people shoot they get killed what just for a little bit of money similarly a professional soldier is recruited into the army and he accepts the services with the risk of dying on the battlefield only for the sake of money and we see so many people you know so many soldiers die all over the world and one of the main reason is for money 
police force is same thing. You know, there's so much risk involved there. So people are working so hard just to get some money in. In the same way, merchants go from one country to another on boats or at the risk of their lives. Or they dive into the water of the sea to collect pearls and valuable gems. How much risk is also in there, you know, these storms and things like that. People go there now even, uh, what are those people called who attack the boats and ships, what are they called? Pirates. There's so many pirates and things like, you know, so many risks there. And then also <clears throat> tension between so many different countries. So when you go into somebody's war in other zones, somebody's in, you know, just like if you get close to China, they might shoot you, you know. Just giving an example, you know. So there's so much risk. And then people dive underwater <coughs> to go and get, you know, um, Long, long ago I saw a movie, somebody had to dive like 15, 30 feet underneath to get pills. They didn't have the modern equipment. And you are not breathing all the time. And then when you come because of so much pressure and oxygen, lack of oxygen, your body actually gets affected. You know, people who go deep sea diving, they have to come and accumulate, uh, accumulate to um, get out of that. So there's so much risk in there. That is, thus it is practically proved that everyone will admit that money is sweeter than honey. One may risk everything to acquire money. Isn't that right? What do people do for money? Just for money, people murder other people. Not anybody, you know. They murder their husbands, they murder their wives. You know, somebody they have lived together, they had children. And just for money, just for properties, they kill them. And it's getting more and more, happening more and more now. What, what about killing? People sell their own children for money. Isn't that right? You know, especially in places like, you know, still I think happening in India and places like that, people sell their daughters to other people for marriage just for money. So that's why Prabhupada says money is sweeter than honey. Not Prabhupada is only saying, Prahlad Maharaj is saying. And when was this happening? When did Prahlad Maharaj speak this? In Satya Yuga. So just imagine if this was happening that time, how bad is it now? This is especially true of rich men who are too attached to household life. Formerly, of course, the members of the higher caste, the Brahmans, Chatri and Vaisas, everyone but the Sudras were trained in the Gurukul to achieve the life of renunciation and sense control by practicing, practicing Brahmacharya and mystic yoga. And then they were allowed to enter the household life. So why is this a problem? Because people are not trained. This is the problem. Before, the normal way was when, when the child was little, they were sent to the Gurukul, where they were trained, trained by the Guru. And what are the two things they actually were trained mostly in? First thing is performing austerities. 
they have to get up in the morning, take their bath and do all those, you know, so they got knowledge and they had did austerity. But the other thing was the sacrifice part of it, which we lack a lot now. And the sacrifice was that they used to go and beg door to door and whatever they got, they gave it to the spiritual master. Everything they did was for the benefit of them. So they become like a renunciate. And it also teaches them humbleness. Because when you go and beg, there's no guarantee that you're going to get whatever you are asking for. Every house you go to might not give. Some people might you know, chase you there. There might be dogs and things like that. Some people might swear at you, right? And some might give you a little bit. So you go from door to door and this becomes, makes you more humble. So it becomes, humility is very important in our life. And then you're doing whatever you get after such a hard endeavor. Begging, you know, it's just like when you beg somebody, you know, when we look at beggars, when you go there, oh, look at him, you know. But that's what we are supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to feel. So when you had the knowledge, when you were not attached to anything, you knew the purpose of life. And then when you became a grasta, if you did not get the message right in the first place. Because when you realize that the purpose of life is to go back to Godhead, and if you still had desire for sense gratification, then you went into grasta life. But your life was, you're doing things with knowledge. It was not like you just come in there for sense gratification. Life was controlled. It was a banaprast life. And what is the most important thing about grasta life? What is one thing they should do? Charity. Charity is the most important thing. If you don't do charity, then it becomes very, very difficult. And I was listening to my Guru Maharaj. This is a class he gave in early 80s. And he was um, in Chicago. And Srila Gurudev was saying that we should build our society as a Banaprast. Banaprast means there's four stages. Brahmacharya, right? Grasta life, Banaprast life, and then sannyasis. I'm talking about the ashram side of it. We should train the kids when they're little how they should actually live their life. But most of the people are Grastas. And they work so hard. Yesterday, I was giving a class and the topic was the same thing about money, how difficult it is to earn money. Uh, Bhakta Prabhu was saying that everywhere I go, you know, people are saying both of the parents have to go and work in long hours. And because it's so, because we don't have this extended family where the grandparents can look after the kids. One works at, during the day, the other one works at night. And there's hardly any time together. But people are working so hard just to make ends meet. And now with interest rate and everything is going up, everything is getting more expensive. I was just reading yesterday, prices of goods from one year has gone up by 60%. So same thing you bought one year ago in Coles, for example, and you buy the same thing today, it has gone up by 60%. So everything is getting more expensive. But what is, as a grasta, 
We spend so much time looking after yourself, you have to purify that time. And the only way to purify is by giving charity. And if you don't do this, it becomes very, very difficult. So, if you can't come and do service in the temple, this is the way to go forward. If you can't give your time to Krishna, then you should give, in some way help the society so that others can do that for you. So if you can financially help them, you know, uh, what Srila Gurudev was saying, he was just asking a few people around. Christianities, they have to give 10%, am I right? Lot of temple, if you become a member of that particular church, you have to give 10%, minimum 10%. And if they don't, and this another person, another devotee was saying is that, they call you in front of the church, hey, you didn't give you 10%. Other people pressure you. So you have to give 10%. And this is how Christianity grew up there. So we have to do the same thing. Now with Christianity, if you really look at it, what do they do? What facility they do? Once a week, on Sundays, you go to the church, spend a couple of hours, do they get anything to eat? Yes? Some little stuff or full meal? Okay, they get a little bit of food to get, right? What about us? What does this corn give you? Seven days a week. Feast. Isn't that right? How much do we get from this society? How much we give in, back in return? If you really look at it, forget about giving anything extra. Just give whatever you save from coming from the temple. Isn't that right? So we should build this mentality and this is the only way we can help this movement grow. This is the most important organization for a spiritual life in this world. And we have to help in some way or another. So one of the most difficult things to give is money. But as most of us are grasters, we have to actually do that. And Srila Gurudeva said, how do we do it? He said, at least half of whatever you should give goes to the temple where you are. And the other half you can choose to give it in whatever other places in there. But we should build this. This is something we should start working on. Isn't it right? Otherwise, you know, we don't purify ourselves. Then your work gets purified. Then going to um, work becomes devotional service. In the beginning, um, when, we, when the Hare Krishna movement was started there, they had a temple, a temple in the Lower East. And um, Jainanda Prabhu, you know of Jainanda Prabhu? Right? He's one of the first devotees. He used to drive taxi. And he used to give classes. And he knew what his classes was all about? All the talks he had with the old passengers in there, you know, relating to Krishna consciousness. Oh, this person has this problem, this person has this problem. Because people talk when they're in the taxi with the drivers, you know. And <clears throat> he'll relate how all this problem could be solved by being a Hare Krishna devotee. But my point was that whatever he earned, he gave everything to the temple. And it came to point as more and more people joined in, you know, he didn't 
they needed support. And there were people joining in, not doing anything. So Srila Prabhupada said, if you don't have anything to do, go and get a job. So Gurudas Prabhu was, was working in Kodak. Kona Kodak? The film, yeah? And uh, his owner, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, he also got a job there. And he, he said, I had a very special job. You know those um, reels of uh, film, the canister? His job was to open it, that was it. And then give it to him, you know. And then later all he said, I got promoted where I take the thing and, you know, hang it. And Gurudas was the one who was developing it. And it's hot in there, it's dark there, you know, how they develop the film is dark room. And he said it was so bad, you know. But he said, whatever I end, I gave my whole check to the temple. So to me, I was doing devotional service. But he wanted to get out. So every time during lunch, they get together, sit under the tree, you know, somewhere in the park, and they take their prasadam and they do kirtan. He said that was the only thing. Morning program, mid-dam, kirtan somewhere, and come back and have association with the devotees. This is how much they were hankering for. How much they wanted to have devotee association. How much they wanted to be part of this organization. And then, Prabhupada, and then the Prabhupada said, oh, it's, it's getting very difficult, you know. Prabhupada said, if you don't want to work, go and do Harinam. And the first person was Tamal Krishna Maharaj. He put it, his hand up. He said, I would rather do Harinam than go and walk in this place. So he wanted to get out of it, you know. And then he organized first street Harinam. And it was not like our Harinam. If you have met him, if you have listened to him, you would know how particular he was. He would greet everybody dressed up. And then he'll check like a military, you know, that you have got everything right. Then they'll train how to walk. It's not like everybody running all over the place. Everything was, kirtan was going on nicely. And then they'll do kirtan like six hours every day. And people would give a little, little bit of money. And I think one day they collected about ten dollars, you know, you know, to Prabhupada. Prabhupada, we got ten dollars, you know. Ten dollars in the whole day, you know. Prabhupada said, don't worry about the money. And then they started giving uh, back to Godhead. And they'll get a little bit of money, incense and things like that. So this is how our movement started. And then Prabhupada was writing books, they were printing big books and nobody was buying it. So it was Tamal Krishnamara's idea. He said, let's get money. And when we have enough money to cover cost of a book, the next person we give a big book. And this is how the book, big book started going out. And somebody complained, hey, they're just giving big books out. And Prabhupada said, you can't do that. Are you getting paid for it? And Srila Gurudev wrote back, Srila Gurudev, we, have, we are covering the cost of the books. And Prabhupada said, that's all right. So that's how the big book started. Okay. And this is our beginning. Now, you know, we see our devotees, you know, because of so much knowledge out there, people sell whole sets of Bhagavatam and things like that. People saw hundreds of books in a day. But this was the humble beginning. This is how it started. So we have to, you know, if you want to purify uh, your life, you can, to become more Krishna consciousness, the most difficult thing is to give money. And we have to give money in charity. Right? And it helps the movement, and more importantly, it helps you. Because Srila Gurudev said that there are a lot of people who 
you know, joined when Srila Prabhupada started the movement. But a lot of people left. And those who stayed back were the ones who did, ones who did service. So unless you do service or you get somebody else to do, do the service on your behalf, it's very difficult because Maya is very, very powerful. So whenever you come to the temple, take some time out and go and do some service. If nothing, when you're taking prasadam, rather than sitting and taking prasadam, help distribute the prasadam. Every day, when you come here, do some service. And service doesn't mean going physically, just talking to somebody, preaching to somebody is also service. One thing I see in most of the temple is that there's so many new people come in here and there is no one to talk to them. There's no one to preach to them. And one of the reasons is why our brahmacharis who should be here doing that are doing things, they're running crossways, they're running, you know, places, things like that. They should be here preaching. And if we can financially help, then they don't have to do all those things. We have to understand that anybody who comes here is a guest of Srila Prabhupada. And we, being initiated in the movement, we have been part of the movement, are the host. And we should receive them. Especially in our Vedic culture, we should know how to receive guests. If somebody comes to your house, you know, you don't even talk to them. What does that mean? Isn't that what we are doing? Give them prasadam, you know. So while you are here, if you are here, if you are fortunate to spend some time, you know, speak to them, preach to them, just say hi. One of the, <clears throat> when you are walking outside, you realize that when you meet a lot of people, people are desperate for a little bit of attention, a little bit of love. One little few words, how are you Prabhu, you know, how is everything? Can I give you a little bit of prasadam? That thing have I a lasting impression in their life. I have one of my workmates, he came here and I, I knew him and I gave him a garland. I knew him, a good friend of mine. You know, he, they, were, they were trying to have kids and they couldn't have kids and then soon after that you know, they had a kid. So to him, th that garland was the reason, it was like a blessing for them to have their desire fulfilled. Now he comes to the temple regularly. Did it cost me anything? It was there. I just wanted to say, you know, encourage him, welcome him, you know. That's it. I just picked up a garland, gave it to him, uh, gave it to his wife. Because if you look after the wife, the husband, you know, they are mostly, you know, if the wife says go to the temple, husband doesn't have a choice, you know. So, I said, okay. And, and now, you know, very nicely, you know, he gives me donation every time. He says, hey, I'm doing something in, uh, uh, doing some prasadam. Yeah, he just sends money, 200, 300 dollars. He comes to the temple, he gives money. Their desire is to take prasadam, you know, because he is Punjabi, you know, Punjabi, what you call langar, right? Every time, say, when is Langari, you know? So, but he comes to the temple regularly. Every time he looks at me, he says, Hare Krishna, you know? So, and then they talk about. I know people are talking behind me when I'm at the temple, even at work, you know? Who is this, you know? I always take prasadam from here. This is another thing, you know? 
one of the main thing about our movement is that not many people gonna come to the temple but we have to take the temple to them to them how do you do that harinam book distribution prasadam distribution but the most important is you yourself because you are representing Srila Prabhupada, you are representing this movement. You have to have, behave in a way that somebody looks at that person and says, he's a real nice person. I've got another few Indian guys and there's a Muslim person, you know, and they were talking about um, how difficult it is to live in this life. And they were talking about, mate, we somehow or the other, we have to get out of this material also, right? This is at work, right? And uh, so I was just listening, I didn't say anything. Then I started preaching a little bit, you know, what is the best way to do it. And I was then telling them, you know, the most difficult thing is to control the mind. And it was the same thing. We are working so hard for money. We are running after, after so many things. The kids is basically what topic was, all the kids, all they do is the phones. Isn't that right? How much time they spend on the phone? And even during uh, eating time, they are actually doing the same thing. They're all on the phone. And nobody stops them. TV, phone and everything. That's what, they, what was the topic about because they have got younger kids. And I said, it's an easier way for the parents. And the other thing is that most of the time there's only one parent at home because the other one is working. And it's very difficult, so it's easier to give them a computer. And <clears throat> now even in schools, <coughs> his grade one daughter came and said, I need a laptop, uh, what do you call it? iPad, right? At work, grade one. This is required at school. And he said, I was trying to say, no, no, no. And then the COVID happened, the lockdown happened. And they had to teach them online. So he said, I had no choice now, you know. And then you give them the computer and that's it. They spend all the time on there. So this is what's happening in there. There's no social life. People, there's no interaction and things like that. We are fortunate at least our kids come to the temple and they get meet to some people. But most of the people are locked in, in, inside their house. Isn't that right? So what we have to do is, we have to take this Krishna consciousness to everybody. There are a lot of people who are desperate for this. We have to give them the solution. What is the solution? Solution is Krishna consciousness. So, the idea is, and um, yesterday we were in my class, the discussion was, we don't have time for. I was totally taking, telling, I said, Prabhupada has spent so much time writing this book. We should not only read it, we should time spend and study it. And somebody was saying, I try it every time and I can't do it. I read for a little while, you know, a few chapters and after that I just give up. And I said, do you, did you go to school? Did you get a degree? Yes. You know, do you have a job? Yes. I'm studying to do something. I said, yes, because you see that as importance. So we don't give enough importance to that. Everything that we need is in the books. Prabhupada has given us everything. everything. The only thing is the first few times you read, it doesn't make much sense. And as you read more and more and more, it becomes even better. And if you don't have time to read it, there's audios of it now. The devotees have said the whole thing, all you do is plug it in. And Bhakta Prabhu was saying, he said, I, I do my painting. 
and I put a chapter, you know, Bhagavad Gita or something, and I let it, and then I put it in a uh, cycle, you know, you know what do you call? Repeat. And you read this, you listen to the same thing and then again. But he said every time because you are focusing on a lot of other things, the mind goes away, you get a point and you start thinking on that and you have missed five other things. So second time you listen, you catch the next one. And he said you keep listening it every time, you get new and new information in there. And to me, the, the way I do is by giving classes. And even if you don't give classes, prepare classes. You read a verse, you see there's something important, you cut that part of it is cut and paste is very, you don't even have to type it, you know. And you take, make a topic for example. And then you start pasting those points in there. And this is what I have done, I put dot points in there. So, I take a point and then I think about it. So rather than just reading it, you take a point, what Srila Prabhupada is trying to say? He's talking about householder life. What does householder life mean? How we should live our householder life? What are the problems now? What are the solution to it? You can just give a whole class on one point that Srila Prabhupada has made. So read those points just before you go to sleep or just before you are about to drive or something, something like that. And then you meditate on that. While you're cooking, take a point. Or oh, this is what I read. And then the more you contemplate on it, how do you make, we all know, we have all had how to become a pure devotee. The difference between the knowledge we have and turn that into knowledge into realization, gyan into vigyan is by contemplation. So when you contemplate, the more you think about it, then it becomes thinking, feeling and then you're going to do willing. Because that's the nature of the mind. So it's very, very important that we do that. <clears throat> there have consequently been many instances in which great kings and emperors have given up household life. Although they were extremely opulent and were the masters of kingdoms, they could give up all their possessions because they had, were trained alias brahmacharis. So this is the thing. You have to come to this understanding that nothing is yours. Whatever you have is temporary. I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, we were in a program, uh, we were at Prabhu's place and when we were leaving, this devotee said, I still remember the speech you gave when we were doing fundraising for the kitchen. And he said, I was giving $5,000 after listening to you, I had to increase it to $10,000, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people said the same thing. Because what I was saying is that whatever you have is temporary. You don't use it in the right place, somebody else is going to come and take it from you. Lakshmi Devi does not stay anywhere in one place. One of her name is Chanchala. That's her character. She does not stay in one place. The only place she stays is where? With Narayan. Right? So if you use Lakshmi in Narayan's service, she will stay with you. And if you don't use it in high in, and you use it for your own sense gratification, then she goes away. 
Isn't that right? And unfortunately, somebody was, somebody once told that if you want money, if you want opulence, then don't worship Krishna. What does Krishna do? He takes everything away. Because what is Krishna's goal? To get out of you, this, out of you out of this prison, to get you out of this material world. So why would he give you something that's going to keep you here longer? And as you become devotees, you know, <clears throat> you know, if you look at people who have been in the movement here 20, 30 years, you realize, you just ask them, they have lost everything. The family members, for example, myself, I've been more than 30 years in this movement. You know, most of my family members, they don't talk to me, right? I'm not joking, you know, they don't visit us. Most of the people, relatives, when we got married, when we were not Hare Krishnas, they used to come every weekend, we have parties on and things like that. And as soon as I became devotees, they all stopped coming. Because all, all of a sudden, they don't get to eat and drink whatever they wanted to, you know, the reason why coming. Then you actually realize what they were really after. Are they your true friends and relatives? You take something away, you know. My brother is a doctor in Fiji, you make a lot of money, you know, if you're a doctor, you know. Compared to, you know, you probably make, you know, 100 times more than what other people, normal people make. So he had a lot of money and he used to give it to people. And then once he found out that people were saying, you know, that instead when they needed a couple of hundred dollars, they needed, say, oh, I need five hundred dollars, you know. One day he called me and said, is that right? I said, call and find out. It was about school fees, right? So somebody was saying, he was paying somebody school fees, it was two hundred dollars, and he was saying about four hundred dollars. He said, call the school and find out. So he did, right? And then he realized what was going on. I said, what do you do? I said, was, this is not right. I said, it's not their fault, it's your fault. You're spoiling them. <coughs> you are buying their love. You're trying to buy their respect. Isn't that right? We try to give them, you know, if kids are being naughty, we don't spend enough time with them, we buy them a gift. It's not something that's only happening. And then he said, I said, okay, let's try this, you know. Stop giving anything. You know, three months later, he said, they don't even call and talk to me. <laughs> I said, now you realize what they were after. They're not after you, they are just trying to use you. You know, so we have to be very ca careful. Uh, this is what people... And then all of a sudden, when they don't get what they want from you, they leave you aside. You know, so all my siblings, except for one sister who became a Hare Krishna devotee, you know, was uh, initiated by Vedbhyas Priya Maharaj, nobody else talks to me. But they get inquisitive after a while. You know, what is with this guy, you know? <laughs> no? And then that's when you start preaching slowly and slowly, you know. So once in a while I call them, I say, hey, I'm doing something, you know, send me a donation, you know. So I'm trying to help them in that way. And in this, you know. Prahlad Maharaj advised, therefore, very, advice is very appropriate. What did he say? One who is sufficiently intelligent should use the human form of body from the very beginning of life. In, order, in other words, from the tender age of childhood, to practice the activities of devotional service, giving up all other engagement. 
And this is where we are lacking. We are not training our kids. The kids are not being trained pro properly, you know. So we have to teach them, we have to under make them understand what is the purpose of life. Otherwise it will be, become very, very difficult for them. It is difficult for us now. It's going to become worse for them. You know, devotee association, you know, what is the purpose of life? Let it be difficult for a little while, but the idea is to get out of here. We, sp we spend so much emphasis on getting people educated and things like that, try to send them to the best school and things like that. What are you actually setting up them for? You know, the more you get into all this education, the more they get a job, the more they get attached to it, and, and the more entangled they get. So this life, let them be poor, you know. But let them get out of this material world. That should be the goal. Especially Prabhupada said that, I was listening somewhere, he said, most of the Westerners I have initiated, they're going to take bath again in Indian families and finish their Krishna consciousness. So a lot of kids that are born in, in a devotee family already have done so much before. On my um, initiation lecture, Srila Gurudev was saying, anybody who is here, they have already done so much things in their previous life. They have given charity, they have been to holy, all the holy places, you know, like that. They have done all the austerities and things like that. Now, they're getting an opportunity to become a Vaishnava. So it's something not very, um, to be taken something very lightly, it's something very precious. And when we have ki kids, we should give them every opportunity to finish whatever they could not do in their last life. Otherwise, you know, you are inviting them to come back again and again and again. So if you set up the environment, if you, you know, create a situation where they can become devotees and actually don't come back and that is more important than them becoming a doctor, engineer or a lawyer, you know. Because that's not going to help them, eventually. They'll get more money, they'll get more entangled in there, they'll spend more time at work. They need education, they need enough to maintain the body, we don't need a lot. The problem in this world is now is that we work more for the things when we want than the things that we need. Our wants, you know, how many cars do you need? I grew up without any cars, we used to walk everywhere. We didn't even have a, a cycle. You catch the bus. Now every house, number of person, people determines number of cars you have got. And it's unnecessary, insurance, this, you know. So we have to simplify our life. And not only that, we have to tell the next generation what to do. Otherwise, you know, you might get through, but it might not be easier for the next generation. The human body is most rarely achieved. Don't waste it. The human body is most rarely achieved. And although temporary like other bodies, it is meaningful because in human life one can perform devotional service. This is the most important thing. Human life, you know, there's 8.4 million different of encouragement where the soul gets encased in different types of bodies, you know. So there's 8.4 different kinds of prison houses, where there's prisons where the 
the soul gets. This is, this is the truth, right? But of all of them, 400,000 are those where you can actually stop this cycle of birth, old age, disease and death. Of the 400,000, there's so many different species of life. In a very few, you get a human body where you can understand Vedic knowledge. Isn't that right? You see, a lot of people don't have any knowledge about it. There's so many Aboriginal groups and things like that, they've never heard of Krishna. Most of the people in the, in the West hadn't heard of Krishna until Srila Prabhupada brought this movement to the West. Those who knew about Krishna, they didn't know much about him. You know, most of the people, and those who know the Vedic knowledge, most of the people are interested in sense, what do you call? Sense gratification, in, in karmic, you know. And then, those who are tired of that, they're trying to speculate. So they try to become Mayavadis. They want to become God. And then you take it to the next level when they realize they can't do this, all this, they become yogis. They want to get mystic powers. And out of that, hardly millions of millions of them, Krishna says, one tries to know me. And from those who try to know him, from millions of those, hardly one knows me. And we are here. By the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, by the mercy of our spiritual masters, we have that knowledge or we are in that situation where we can understand who Krishna is. So we are, you know, just like 0.0001% of those lucky ones. And anybody who is born in our family, in our association, we should actually help them. This is why preaching is very important. And for, to preach, you have to read, you have to study. Otherwise, you know, um, once it was said, what, what is the biggest loss? When, what, what is the biggest loss that we can uh, comprehend? Time? Somebody said, when somebody does not impart their knowledge and die. So you have this knowledge and you don't pass it to the next generation. You have all these experiences. If you, you know, especially they said, how do you believe? So whatever is in the Sastra, you can take that as Praman. You can take this as evidence. Also, somebody who has lived a long life, whatever they say is also can be taken as Praman. Why? Because out of life experience, they have come to that conclusion. Now we, ours, what does the way we live? Grandparents are somewhere else, we are somewhere else. The grandkids are growing without that knowledge. So when we are in that extended family, those older generation were teaching the younger generation. They were imparting that knowledge. That's all going away. So as parents, you know, as much as possible, we should actually help them. Make this life their last life in this material world. At least make an effort. Maya is very powerful, but we have to work hard to that. Even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can we can give one complete perfection. So whatever, when this is what I'm saying, whenever you have opportunity to do service, do it. Tomorrow you might not be in a situation. You know, if, you're, if you've got a job or something happens, you have to go somewhere else. 
you know, you have to travel, you have to go and look after somebody, parents or somebody, you know, who are, and you don't have that devotion. So when you have an opportunity, make the best use of the time. As Mataji was saying, time. If you have millions of dollars, billions of dollars, and you want to buy time, you know, say, okay, give me another few hours so I can live. When it's your time to go, it is time to go. The only person who can increase that time is Krishna, because Krishna is time. So if you're using in devotional service, you know, just like um, Ajamil, he was given extended time so that he could finish his devotional service in this life. So don't take that chance, you know. Try to do as much as you can. And the thing is that, can we do it on our own? So the other thing is that you do something that other people notice you. There was a blind man who used to come and have darshan all the time. And somebody asked him, you're blind, you know, how can you come, why are you coming every day for darshan? He said, I come so that Krishna can see me that I came. It is not important that I see him, it is important that he sees me. So you do something where Srila Prabhupada, your Guru Maharaj, a pure devotee notices you. And when they notice, that means Krishna has noticed. This is why service is very important. Do as much service as possible. Human society should take advantage of this instruction. We should take advantage of this instruction. We should all live our lives so others can look at it and follow that. Let us be example, let be two representative of Srila Prabhupada. We not only representing the Vedic knowledge, we are representing the cream of the Vedas. Srila Prabhupada has chained the whole Vedas and has given us the cream. And he has made it so easy, it is made so simple. By chanting this Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. This mantra chanting one destroys all your karma from your previous life. Except the one you are suffering in this life. Because if that is destroyed, your body will be destroyed. So you need that, this body. So only that is left. And even that is made very little. You know, all the suffering, you know, somebody had a, a small scratch, you know. Prabhupada said, you know, who knows, your neck was supposed to chop, up. he just got a scratch in, instead, you know, like that. Okay? So, let's give this our life to Krishna, let's give this our life, this life to Srila Prabhupada's mission. And if you do that, then Srila Prabhupada said, I've got the keys to the back door. You know. In the scriptures it says that you have to be 100% Krishna consciousness to go back to Godhead. What did Prabhupada said? 70%. This is the mercy of Prabhupada. So do something that Srila Prabhupada notices here and says, okay, I think he's ready to go, you know. Okay. Okay, any comments, any questions? You don't have any questions? <laughs> the boy. Speaking about money, mm -hmm. we need to maintain our body. Yeah. So how we manage this money so we won't get spoiled, you know? 
get carried away by Maya. Yeah. See, I'm, we are very fortunate. Most of us have lived in a different life when we were little growing up. And I remember we had a small house. The house I'm living in, it was probably 25% of the size. And there were nine of us living in that house. Now there's only two of us. We didn't have any fridge, right? Uh, the first time I stayed in a house that had electricity when I was 18 years old. I never stayed in a house that had electricity. We didn't have TV, we don't have things like that, you know. Why does everybody in the house need a computer? Isn't one computer enough for everybody? What we have done is, I was saying, instead of whatever we need, is, is, we are not focusing only on that, whatever we want is the problem. So if we simplify our life, and the main focus is, see, all of you here, if you have a little bit of time, go home, go home and do this exercise. What is important in your life? I used to do these uh, courses where they had different size of stones, right? So we had big, different types of stones. And on each stone, different things was written. For example, one stone was money, the other one was health, the other one was um, holidays, families and things like that. And there are a lot of small stones too, depending on how important they are. And the exercise was how much emphasis you give on what is the most important thing. And most of the time, the focus is on the small stones. It's not on the big stones. For example, everybody who has a family would say family is the most important thing. Am I right? How much time you really spend with the family? How much quality time you spend with the family? We don't. I used to sell timeshare and this was my most powerful selling point. I said, you guys work so hard to have a family so you can enjoy fest you two together because you loved each other. Then you had kids, then you're spending so much time just to buy money and everything, right? And you don't spend time together. You spend more time with other people than your own people who, whom you loved. And what happens? In America, this is way back I'm talking about, 10, 15 years ago, the stats was two-thirds of the marriages don't last seven years. So all the thing you worked hard, you lose it in divorce. You lose your own family and everything. And I said, buy this, at least this will force you to go and spend some quality time together. And it was very powerful and the people will open their eyes. I said, if you have a divorce, how much are you going to lose, you know? Oh, we're going to lose hundreds of thousands, you know. Hey, you want to spend 20 grand and save that marriage? Save that headache? And it made sense to people. So, thing is that we aren't focusing on things that are very small stuff. We have to focus more on our need. So, my point is that go home. Write everything that is important to you. Right? And most of what you write there is the spiritual life money and all those things. And then you see how much time you're spending on each of those and which one is the most important and how much time and emphasis you are giving. So if you put there that Krishna consciousness is the most important thing in me, I need to change my rounds, uh, 16 rounds every day, you know, 
Uh, yesterday somebody commented, he said, I did this exercise, I was talking about one of the devotees at uh, Wyndham Centre. He said, I wrote everything. Then I realized I spent two hours on Netflix every day. And I didn't have time to read. I said, okay, this is not important. You can get rid of this. So again, walk on the bigger goals. What is important to me? Problem is we do not know what our goal is. We say what is our goal to become Krishna conscious, right? But are we really walking towards it? So you put up a goal and you walk there. You want to go to Krishna Balram temple in Vrindavan. You have to walk and make a plan. I have to buy a ticket. I have to go to Melbourne airport. I have to catch the right plane. I have to go to Delhi. Then I have to get a taxi from there. Right? Then I finally get to Vrindavan. If you don't have exact plan and you say, okay, I want to go to Vrindavan. Okay, how do we go, you know? Okay, let's take a bus, you know? Uh, let's go to Sydney, you know. Oh, this is nice, so let's go uh, stay here, you know. And then, okay, okay, Sydney, okay, what do we do? Let's take a train, you know. Let's go to Perth, it's closer to... And you are just going here and there, and the most important thing you are not focusing on. So we have to make our goal, what we need to do, and then step by step and step. And then you'll realize, you know, what is important. If Krishna consciousness is important and giving 10% to the temple helps you get there, then why not? Don't have pizza every week. Have once in a month. We can easily save a lot of money. We just see where we are spending money. Go to your uh, credit card and see where the monies are going. And you walk out, is it important? Do you need to buy so many clothes? I grew up. I had two older brothers. I was the third one. So you grow out of one cloth, you know, get past to the next one. By the time I got it, we still grew in the village. They had patches on it, right? Mom used to do a little bit of sewing, so she would patches where it gets done. And most of the time, it's not the same color, you know. <laughs> I grew up like that. I would take that life any day to this life. It was one of the best life. You walk outside, you live with the nature, you eat almost everything that is organic. You can visit anybody, you don't have to get invited. You know, you walk to somebody's, they feed you. Everybody knows you, everybody talks to you. Everybody in the village, you are their son. You know, everybody's grand, older people are grandmother. Now, honestly speaking, the my neighbor, next door neighbor, one of them I speak to because uh, I needed a The other guy, he's been there for about two, three years. I've seen the wife once. I haven't seen even who they are. Million dollar property, you spend all the time trying to pay that off rather than living in it. So yeah, how do we know how to use this money? Because we don't have our plan set up what is important for us. And we're spending money and other things in a lot of other things that we don't really need. We are doing that our one thing. Any other comments? Any other question? Yes. You mentioned that we should give ourselves to others. 
that's the that's we should give we should give ourselves to others and that's more important than giving prashadam and doing book distribution but i see when i talk to my friends in school they share their their, their problems with me and every day they have a new problem they but they don't want anything from us so how to can how do we continue that um, one of the biggest thing that we can give is our ears to people you know what that means listening to people because a lot of people don't listen to people people have problems and they don't have anyone to listen to them so just by listening to them then they said oh, okay at least this person is listening to me then they have attachment for you they want to be your friend at least he is a good listener and then they'll ask you what do you do how do you do this so when you become a devotee in the beginning everybody says ah oh, this guy you know you know the whole family oh he'll be there for a few days he'll come back you know then you are still in the movement for a while and they say oh really then they get angry you know because they want your association they want your money they want your time and then you don't have it for them then after a while what is the next thing they become inquisitive what is it that he has got why is he prepared to leave everything that he had all the enjoyment then they'll come to you so just by being a nice person and if they just even appreciate you just like once shila propal said he was walking and somebody said good morning and propal said that person has made great spiritual advancement so just by appreciating you they'll make advancement and then when they become friends and say hey we got a program at the temple come over you know oh take this you know my mom made this it's really nice you know and then give them prasadam like that and when you feed people you buy them you know shila propad you know once he wanted to ask the malkrishna maharaj to actually increase his book distribution you know he said we have got so many books been printed back to god and nobody is selling it so this is what he did he invited uh, shila gurudev for lunch he fed him really nicely and just like he said it's not it's not normal for you to sit down and then fed just like propad knew he was expert in everything give him more of this when you know shila gurudev is saying you know i'm so fortunate you know and then in the end propad said okay so let's do business now you know <laughs> so when you feed people you know you give them prasadam then you buy them and he said okay how about you do this how can you say now after you have had such a nice meal you know so giving prasadam is one of the best way you know tell your mom to make prasadam you come to the temple all the time take some barfis or pakoras or something like that and give it to your friends and uh, that's how i do it you know my when i realize how i going to do service i realize i going to do prasad distribution lately i have started giving classes before it was just so that why i said the the best way to the idea is this is the goal this is how do we make spiritual advancement this is my realization the best the goal is to please krishna isn't that right if krishna is pleased then everything is taken care of but the problem is you don't know krishna that well so how do you please krishna how do a, a you please a, cha, a mother when you look after the children you give something to the children you know parents become very happy 
I've seen that. You know, put, the, put your hand on the child's head and the parent's face booms and says, Oh, he's blessed my kid, you know. They become more happy by that. So how do you please Krishna is by pleasing his devotees. And then I realized the best way to please the devotees is feed them. Prashadam. That's why I came. Because you feed the devotees, they become happy. They become happy. Krishna becomes happy. Your job is done. So by giving prasadam, giving something nice, giving your ears, you know, bring, inviting them, just being a friend, just like that, you can help their Krishna consciousness. Tike? Yes, Prabhu. So Prabhu, sometimes we give more time to non-devotees and relatives which are not interested in Krishna consciousness. Mm -hmm. In that, how to take care of giving the association, not taking the association, because we are not that, we are not that strong about it. Mm -hmm. So how to make sure that we are not getting contaminated by their association while giving our association? Um, knowledge, if you have knowledge, uh, if you read, if you study Shilas Prabhupada's book, you will know how to deal with this situation. Um, one of my god brother, Ramchandra Prabhu, in Fiji, he goes and meets and talks with people. And I saw his type of preaching. He'll sit down and talk to people about everything. Right? People will talk about this, their problem. But he knows the philosophy. And then slowly, without them realizing, he's talking about Krishna consciousness. Because everything we have, we can take it to Krishna consciousness. Oh, I've got this problem. Yeah, I know. This, this person has a problem. He did this, this, and he became a devotee, and now he doesn't have the problem, you know. So, oh, really? I should become one too like that. And that's one thing. So if you have the knowledge, you can preach to anybody. Also, if they're very atheist and things like that, don't preach to them. Because if you preach to them, they become more rebellious. And that harms their spiritual life, than actually helps them. So by not preaching to them, you are helping them. Does that make sense? But the third one is that, if you understand, we are all devotees of Krishna. As I said in the beginning, we are encaged in different kind of bodies. And when you get a particular body, you get a particular nature. Just like a dog has a particular nature. But there is no difference between my soul and the soul in the dog's body. So we are all devotees of Krishna. The difference is, some are sleeping, deep sleep, right? Which is most of the people. Some are on, you know, in a dream state, which is slightly better which is most of the human being, and those who are part of this International Society for Krishna Consciousness, or who are followers of the four Sampradas, which is uh, active now, are waking up. And that is our situation. We are not fully awake yet, but we are waking up. So if you understand that all of us devotees, so those who are sleeping, wake them up. Help them, wake them, give them time. Again, same thing as I was telling her, give your time. Let them think that, okay, it's worth being this person's fame. You know, oh, what does he have? He lives with very little and he doesn't get affected. So, with knowledge and with compassion, and you pray to Krishna, please Krishna help this person. He's in my, your heart, he's in his heart. Bhakti is something that even Krishna does not give. Do you know that? Who gives bhakti? Devotees. So if you sincerely pray, please Krishna help them. 
That's the trick. ठीक है? Okay, we gonna stop here. I have to cook rajbok, so and it's next. You coming there, right? He said it in the class, so. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shishigaur Nitai ki jai, Shishirada Ballav ki jai, Jagannath Baldev Subhadra Devi ki jai, Panchakalp Taru Bhaisya Kripa Sindhuyev Chapatita Nam Pabne Bheu Bhaisna Bheu Namo Namah. Very hard. Yeah. Mm. I know it's it's really difficult. Time, yeah. Proud priorities. Yeah. Study, read. Yeah. And the and the problem is that we are running out of time. We have to at that stage of so yeah, at least they live our life in such a way that uh, you know it becomes a lot. Yeah, but yeah, this movement is all about compassion. It's very high level. Yeah. I was I was told get out of here, become PY, and then you can come back like Prabhupada. Because my is very powerful. Yeah. That's foolish. When you get to the level of Srila Prabhupada, then it doesn't really matter. If you have that compassion, we need we need to get out of the prison first, you know. Uh, you are talking to, you know, help the local temple. You think that my question is simple thing. Here, a lot of devotees have, and if we give here $5,000, nothing. Mm-hmm. But suppose, no, no, no. Uh, uh, suppose, you know, the India, Bangladesh, uh, you can, $5,000, you can give a chariot. Char- yeah, you can do much, much more with oh. that. So, which one is important? I don't do hear anything. I was told, one of my senior good brothers, that the mercy you get is from your local district. No, but I so, came from Bangladesh. Yeah. And I was devoted, they are not here. Yeah. I'm trying but, to be a devotee, I'm yeah. not a devotee. Trying, but whatever the knowledge and the God. 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 God.
And I think that was a good. Sorry, bro. Yeah. It's up to you. I was listening to my girl. He said you should have fifty percent.
Hallelujah.